Welcome to Juice Box Sports, presented by Seat Geek. Get your seat tickets to sports, concert, and live events. Set cheaper prize. Download the Seat Geek app and use our promo code JuiceboxSports to get $20 off on your first purchase using the Seat Geek app. Seat Geek, get your seat in a seat. I'm your host, Ranger Mario. So the Dallas Cowboys are yet again going to be without one of their best players in the left tackle, Tyron Smith, who suffered a severe hamstring injury. Smith is one of the best left tackles of this generation and a likely Hall of Famer, but injuries are beginning to get worse and worse. Smith wasn't injury prone during the first half of his career. But he missed six six games in 2021. He only played two in 2020. Now set to miss most of 2022 season. The eight-time Pro Bowler could be set to appear in just 13 games in three seasons. It's an incredible, unfortunate time for Smith and Cowboy fans. But the team is going to have a to adjust if they want to try and make some noise in the weak NFC. The Cowboys are still a viable team with the best quarterback in the division. They have got a defense that gets to the quarterbacks and creates turnovers and a stud receiver in CD Lamb. Dallas should work quickly here and perhaps look at the remaining free agents who could be inserted into the lineup for the bulk of the season. The Cowboys might not be smart to move rookie Tyler Smith to left tackle as he might play better and get acclimated quicker as guard. From left to right, the Cowboys have a vacancy at left tackle, Smith at right guard, Tyler Beatis at center, Zach Martin at right guard, and Terrence Steely at right tackle. I personally think that simply signing a left tackle to start in the best option here. It allows for the rest of their unit to continue playing in the normal position that they have been this, this offseason. And this could help the free agent signing get up to speed. The option that come to mind are Eric Fisher and Jason Peters. Both have been the best at their position in the past. Peters is a Hall of Fame lock and was the best lineman for Chicago Bears last season. And while Eric Fisher had a rough go in Indianapolis last season, perhaps being even further removed from his Achilles injury will improve his play. I don't think signing either is a bad idea, but I would gravitate towards Fisher. He's a much younger and should have plenty of gas left in the tank. The Cowboys could also get creative and perhaps sign a right tackle to play left tackle. Marcus Cannon, Bobby Macy, Daryl Williams, and Mike Greemers are all available to be signed. I think my point here is that the Cowboys see need to bring a new body into the facilities instead of relying on what they have. 
there's still some quality talent on the market and no one at this point of the season is going to command much money at all. With a laughable wide receiving corps, running backs, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon will need to carry the Green Bay Packers to victory in the 2022 NFL season. It goes without having saying that losing Devontae Adam kills the passing game for the Green Bay Packers. This is especially true when you consider that he led the Packers with 169 targets while run while the runner-up Aaron Jones, a running back, faced just 65 targeted in the passing game. With that just the dust is settling. Let's take a quick look at what the receiving room looks like without Adams. As of right now, the Packers have a total of 13 wide receivers in their preseason roster and they combine for a total of 202 starts. With the regular season, 175 for those starts come from Sammy, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, both of whom are shadows of their former selves. Seven other players in the room combined for just 27 starts. In the NFL while the remaining four are rookies, they say the team lacks experience and depth in this receiving corps. It's gross understatement. Now let's talk about the drop passes. As Green Bay leads the preseason with a, with a drop pass percentage of 10%, it's clear that the coaching staff that their pass attacks is going to have to take a gap year in 2020 unless the front office makes a blockbuster trade. But as we all know, the brass by now, that's just not going to happen. What you see now is what you will get until December. Not even summer camp standout rookie Romeo Dubs has escaped the debacle of drop passes and people wonder why Aaron Rodgers don't just trust his receivers. Hope he's not yet lost though, as head coach Matt LaFleur still has an ace up in his sleeve. There's a clear answer to the problems this offense will face in 2022, and it's running backs Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon who combine to make one of the most dangerous backfield duos in the NFL. Jones was second on the team last year in targets and will once again play a huge role as the two-way threat offense. An obsessional as Aaron Jones is the true recipe for success involving A.J. Dillon. In the offense, even more, standing 6 foot, 247 pound, even the toughest linebackers think twice before standing in front of the quad father on the goal line. Never mind in the open field, in addition to his incredible size and power, he runs a 440-40 yard dash, has fantastic agility as well as reliable hands on the short passing routes. In order for the Green Bay Packers to surpass the Minnesota Vikings, who look to reclaim the throne for the NFC North in 2022, 
along with those numerous other threats in the Downton Conference, they need to live through Jones and Dylan. Now, fantasy football is undoubtedly an inexact science, but there are some things you, sh you can just feel coming from a mile away every year. There are players getting overdrafted and going into the redraft. You certainly feel comfortable letting the others in your league make the mistake of picking them, leaving others better players on the board at your picks. With fantasy football draft loading up the next couple of weeks, there are players you should be avoiding at their current AD average draft position. Don't say we didn't warn you. Let's take a look at five players around the league who could be absolute bust at their current ADP. DeAndre Swift. I really like DeAndre Swift as a player and I'm high on Detroit for 2022 as good as I think the Lions are going to be compared to the general consensus. I think DeAndre Swift is getting picked way too early in fantasy football leagues. The current running back 8 and 14 overall pick player according to Fantasy Pro's composite rankings has had two straight seasons with at least three games missed with Swift's career best throughout two seasons granted is 617 rushing yards. He does rack up a lot of targets in the passing game with 135 over his first two seasons which is probably why he's going to why he's going so high. Even with the heavy usage in the passing game, I think the Lions are going to learn lean quite a bit on Jamal Williams in tandem. With Swift, can you expect Swift to play a whole season? I don't think so. Can you expect him to have a career year in terms of rushing yards from scrimmage and touchdowns? Maybe. I'm not saying it's going to be bad for the Lions, but I don't think you should be Taking him over players like Nick Shove, Alvin Kamara, CeeDee Lamb, and others. Amari Cooper is a player being overdrafted in fantasy football also. If you're considering drafting Amari Cooper in fantasy football in 2022, be aware. The NFL is doing everything in its power to get Deshaun Watson suspended for the entire season. Watson's presence in the lineup elevates Cooper value, but Jacoby Brissett under center. I would be avoiding drafting Cooper at all, especially with his current wide receiver standing and ADP of 62. Cooper is going ahead of players at wide receiver. Kareem Hunt, let's just stick to the Cleveland Browns since we're on the topic here. I would avoid Kareem Hunt in 2022, especially absent a trade from the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have a couple of backs on the roster right now that could challenge for touches this season behind Nick Chubb 
and the fact that Hunt is demanding a trade really gives me a pause about his fit on the roster going forward. Unless he can get traded to a spot where he the clear RB1, there's no way I'm talking Hunt at his current ADP, RB30, number 80 overall, over the likes of Devin Singletary, Tony Pollard, and basically every rookie running back option. Hunt's disappear, displeasure will be Cleveland isn't a big deal. He could still go out and have a thousand yards from scrimmage and tandem with Nick Chubb, but that's only happening once in three seasons with the Browns. From the looks and sounds of things, Chris Goodwin is processing quite well in his recovery from ACL injuries. That feels like it's just happening a few weeks ago. Godwin had successful knee surgery in January after a major knee injury, and being in that he on he will only be eight months removed from the injury at the start of the season. Why is anyone taking him as the current ADP of 57.8? Godwin' average draft position is obviously over a lot of players that aren't coming off from major knee injury, knee surgery. It's one thing to be coming from ACL, it's another thing to be barely seven months removed from surgery to repair it. If Godwin had torn his ACL in September last year, he might be worthy of Robert receiver 21 distinction, who knows. At the end of the season, he could look like a absolute steal as wide receiver 21 and a player who you can pass to the top 50. In most leagues though, you are investing a starting pick in round 5 on a guy who may be, may not be completely himself by the time team gets rolling and the Bucks have contingencies in place. Tyreek Hill is a risky fantasy football pick without Patrick Mahomes. With the Miami Dolphins are going to find ways to get Tyreek Hill involved in the offseason in the offense. There's no questions about it. After the prize they get him in the fold both in terms of money and draft picks, you can expect them to force feed him the ball. So why should you avoid him in the fantasy in fantasy football? As the point is hard to trust that Tua Tagobolia is going to put Tyreek Hill in a position to be a top twenty overall fantasy football player in twenty twenty two. That's what he's been in redraft leagues and he's been wide receiver eight ahead of the likes of Mike Evans. Keenan Allen, does Hill have the potential to be a top 20 player overall or better? Sure does that mean he will reach that with Tua throwing passes and another player that will require some manufactured touches like Jalen Waddle.
Thanks for listening to Juicebox Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Till next time.